In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also, also with you. Alleluia. Christ is risen. He, he is, is risen indeed. Alleluia. My name is Crispin Paling, and I'm Rector of Liverpool. We're out for our daily exercise at the moment along the banks of the River Mersey. The river has always been the lifeblood of the city. In a moment, you'll meet my wife, Rowena. This is one of our favourite local walks. Both of us have ministries which are focused on living out our Christian faith through daily life in the world. Place is important to the Church of England. The communities which each of us serves are a little over 30 miles apart in the northwest. And during this Eucharist, a number of people from each of those communities will be speaking, whilst, of course, carefully observing current guidelines for keeping safe. The first part of our service will take place as we walk, and then we'll carry on with the Eucharistic prayer when we get back to our house. Please do join in with the congregational parts. On the screen, they'll be said by our sons, Ambrose and Jerome, who, like many clergy children at the moment, are fulfilling this important function in online worship across the country. I'm Rowena Paling, and as I'm recording this at work, I'm in the Cathedral Close at Blackburn, where I'm Vice Dean and Canon Missioner. Before the pandemic, we divided our time as a family between our two locations, so I'm very much looking forward to our normal pattern resuming. You can see the cathedral behind me with its distinctive lantern tower. The Diocese of Blackburn roughly maps onto the county of Lancashire, a place of varied landscapes and diverse communities. In this town, where people of different backgrounds and faith traditions live alongside each other, there is a strong commitment to work together for a cohesive society and to celebrate both our distinctiveness and what we share in common. In today's Gospel, Jesus uses the word advocate, one who speaks on behalf of others, to describe the Holy Spirit. We have therefore taken the idea of advocacy as a theme, not just in our contexts, but in every community. There are people who find themselves denied a voice. And so the Christian life involves being advocates, both for the people of God and for God himself, wherever we are called to be. As we continue this service with our confession, we'll hear from Sarah, Mark and Freya, who have rooted their faith in the places where they live and work, and whose vocations all enable the voiceless to be heard. Christ, our Passover lamb, has been sacrificed for us. Let us therefore rejoice by putting away all malice and evil and confessing our sins with a sincere and true heart. I'm a GP on Merseyside and my work includes managing and caring for those who are ill but I think we could do more to offer hope to those who are suffering. In a dark and disfigured world, we have not held out the light of life. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. My work at Blackburn Cathedral includes providing food parcels for people who are homeless. 
But I think we could do more as Christians to make sure that everybody has enough to eat. In a hungry and despairing world, we have failed to share our bread. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. I'm a chorister at Blackpink Cathedral, so I sing in our worship. But I think we could all do more to care for God's creation. In a cold and loveless world, we have kept the love of God to ourselves. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and keep you in life eternal, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Risen Christ, by the lakeside, you renewed your call to your disciples. Help your church to obey your command and draw the nations to the fire of your love, to the glory of God the Father. Amen. Our first reading is from the Acts of the Apostles and read by Eva, the church warden at Liverpool Parish Church. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. Then Paul stood in front of the Areopagus and said, Athenians, I see how extremely religious you are in every way. For as I went through the city and looked carefully at the objects of your worship, I found among them an altar with the inscription to an unknown God. What therefore you worship as unknown, this I proclaim to you. 
the God who made the world and everything in it, he who is Lord of heaven and earth, does not live in shrines made by human hands, nor is he served by human hands as though he needed anything, since he himself gives to all mortals life and breath and all things. From one ancestor, he made all nations to inhabit the whole earth, and he allotted the times of their existence and the boundaries of the places where they would live, so that they would search for God and perhaps group for him and find him, though indeed he is not far from each one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being, as even some of your own poets have said, for we too are his offspring. Since we are God's offspring, we ought not to think that the deity is like gold or silver or stone, an image formed by the art and imagination of mortals. While God has overlooked the times of human ignorance, now he commands all people everywhere to repent because he has fixed a day on which he will have the world judged in righteousness by a man whom he has appointed. And of this he has given assurance to all by raising him from the dead. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, alleluia. I am the first and the last, says the Lord, and the living one. I was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. Alleluia. Hear the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. Jesus said to the disciples, If you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the Spirit of Truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him because he abides with you, and he will be in you. I will not leave you orphaned. I am coming to you. In a little while the world will no longer see me, but you will see me, because I live, you also will live. On that day you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. They who have my commandments and keep them are those who love me, and those who love me will be loved by my Father, and I will love them and reveal myself to them. This is the Gospel of the Lord. I suspect that many of us have changed how we communicate in recent weeks, whether we live alone or with others. Everything is different. Not so very long ago, most people's windows, apart from department stores, were generally reserved for net curtains or Christmas decorations. Now, they have become public message boards. Not so very long ago, I would generally have tried to avoid making a spectacle of myself, but now I wave wildly and shout and bellow friendly greetings from a distance of 50 metres whenever I see people I know across the street or in the supermarket queue. And not so very long ago, Crispin and I sweated blood to try to help his mother get to grips with a smartphone 
or even send a text message. Now, it turns out that she has a webcam and is highly proficient on Zoom. In today's Gospel, Jesus introduces the Holy Spirit, so often associated with communication, as the Advocate. This gives us a chance to think about how we speak and listen and where there are voices which are not heard. I'm on my daily walk at the moment in a different landscape from the banks of the River Mersey. This is one of my favourite views of the cathedral. You can see it nestling at the bottom of the hill. I love our life in Blackburn, but we also need to be honest about the challenges faced by many communities here, including those in the area immediately behind me. Out of respect for the dignity of local residents, I won't turn the camera round to film. But this was identified last year as the local authority ward with the highest rate of child poverty in Britain. Seven out of ten children here live below the breadline. Young people living with social deprivation are amongst the voiceless of our society. But so too are others. Whole communities have been written out of history and continue to be underrepresented in the public eye. There are also people who face physical challenges with communication. And even those who consider themselves to be articulate will at times need their words interpreting or their views representing. So of course I vote, but I can't speak for myself in the Houses of Parliament. All of the people involved in this act of worship either speak or have spoken for others in one way or another, whether through work with people who have communication needs or those on the margins of society, whether through education or the traditional idea of advocacy in the judicial process, or whether through the vicarious communication involved in broadcasting or performance. But there are others we deliberately haven't asked to take part. There is no one visible in this service who is currently in the asylum process or who we are aware is living with abuse because that could potentially have put them at risk. So yet again, those people are voiceless. They have been silenced. As a church, we are called to speak with and for others and ensure that we represent the marginalised in public policy making. The ordination service specifically demands that deacons are to serve the community in which they are set, searching out the poor and weak, the sick and lonely, and those who are oppressed and powerless, reaching into the forgotten corners of the world, that the love of God may be made visible. But this, is the ministry of all Christian people. The style of worship here at Blackburn Cathedral and in Liverpool Parish Church involves a lot of music, and that too is a way of giving voice. At the cathedral, we don't have a choir school, but we do engage with thousands of young people from local schools, including many who may otherwise feel disenfranchised. They are able to use their voices, not just to speak, 
but to sing and to glorify God on behalf of others. Some face considerable barriers to their learning, but this builds self-esteem, improves their life chances, and changes the balance of power when they are the ones who are confident to give voice. In a more conventional interpretation of advocacy, the Bible presents us with a number of glimpses of the law court, where those on trial have few words to give. The judgment of Solomon, John the Baptist, Jesus before Pontius Pilate. These contrast with the speeches of the early Christians in the Acts of the Apostles. Earlier in this service, we heard from St Paul, who characteristically had plenty to say for himself. He carefully used his gift of the gab to engage the people of Athens, using language and ideas they would understand. Paul's example is a model for us as Christians, because as well as being advocates for the people of God, we are also the advocates of God himself. Not because God cannot speak for himself. Jesus makes it quite clear that we should not worry about what we are to say because the Holy Spirit will give us the words. However, as people living in the world, it is for us to proclaim the gospel in everything we do and everything we say. And how do we do that? Well, in part, by being advocates for the whole people of God and working for the voices of all those who are voiceless to be heard. As we come to affirm our faith in a creed, we hear first from Dean Sullivan, who has spoken on behalf of others as an actor and broadcaster, but who also speaks loud and clear about his own faith. Dean Sullivan, for 17 years, you were probably the most famous scouser in Liverpool in your role as Jimmy Corkill in Brookside. During that time, they gave you just about every storyline you could imagine. And they also gave you the final scene when Brookside finished. For many people, you are synonymous with Liverpool. Do you feel any sense of responsibility in the way that you represent the city? Oh, well, yes, indeed, I do. By the way, it was 18 years, not 17 years, but that's uh, by the by. <laughs> but yes, um, yes, a great responsibility. Um, I am well known um, all over this country and a little bit further afield. So, um, and of course, Liverpool is a, a great city, a fantastic uh, city. But now, uh, these days, attracts uh, millions of tourists and uh, visitors. So uh, being part of that, of course, I feel a great responsibility and I feel a great pride in um, Liverpool. And I'm uh, very happy to represent it. And, and you've been coming to Liverpool Parish Church now for um, probably about three years. Uh, was that where you found your faith? Um, no, I wouldn't say so. No, uh, my faith has been with me for a long time. I used to go to Sunday school with my two brothers many, many years ago, which um, I'm sure many people of my generation did. And then uh, when I passed the 11 plus, I went to um, a Church of England boys' school in Liverpool, St. Margaret's. Um, and we used to go into the church next door every Wednesday to worship uh, together as a school. So I think my faith started there. And um, then, as with uh, lots of people, I really didn't have the opportunity to worship on a regular basis in one particular place. So when Brookside came to an end and I found myself spending more and more time um, here on Merseyside, um, I decided maybe it was time for me to start uh, worshipping and um, going to church regularly. 
And um, so Nick's church has always been a favourite of mine, so that's where I went. Um, how has being a member of the church community affected your life? Well, it affects my life enormously. Um, it's wonderful to be part of a bigger family, apart from my own family, the church family, the church community, and the wider community in the Church of England. Um, but I think also as well, being part of that church community, not just making new friends, but also it's enabled me to strengthen my faith, my belief in Jesus, and strengthen my faith in the Gospels and uh, the Gospel message and spreading that message. So it's very important to me. Now, every week in church, we make a statement of faith as part of the service. And so I'd like us to do that together now. I'm going to ask a question, and then you're replying on behalf of everyone, not just yourself, but all of us taking part in this act of worship. Do you believe and trust in God the Father, source of all being and life, the one for whom we exist? We believe and trust in him. Do you believe and trust in God the Son, who took our human nature, died for us, and rose again. We believe and trust in him. Do you believe and trust in God the Holy Spirit, who gives life to the people of God and makes Christ known in the world? We believe and trust in him. This is the faith of the church. This is our faith. We believe and trust in one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Our prayers of intercessions will be led by Jeremy, a cathedral warden in Blackburn, April, an art historian from Liverpool, and Anthony, a palliative care nurse in Blackburn. As we continue to celebrate this Easter season, we give thanks for the joy of the resurrection and the promise of the Holy Spirit, the Advocate. We pray for the church throughout the world the courage always to follow Christ and to proclaim his good news. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for our world and for all those who have been denied a voice. For any who are oppressed or silenced because of their race, gender, orientation, economic, economic status or disability that they may be heard and flourish as children of God. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Our prayers are also for the local communities we each serve and represent. We give thanks for the city of Liverpool and the county of Lancashire, for their vibrancy, beauty and diversity. And we pray for all those across the country who are working to support others during the pandemic that they might be kept safe. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for any who are struggling at this time, for those in pain or distress, those living with poverty or hunger, for any who are abused or afraid. We pray for relief where there is suffering and for peace where there is violence. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We bring before God those who mourn and give thanks for all those who have gone before us. Praying for those who have died, we offer our prayers for the victims of coronavirus and commend them to your mercy. May we, like them, one day have a share 
in Christ's eternal glory. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Finally, we offer to God our own personal prayers in a brief moment of silence. We bring before him our concerns, the people and situations where we know there is a need and also everything for which we are thankful. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Almighty God, by your Holy Spirit, you have made us one with your saints in heaven and on earth. Grant that in our earthly pilgrimage, we may ever be supported by this fellowship of love and prayer and know ourselves surrounded by their witness to your power and mercy through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The risen Christ came and stood among his disciples and said, peace be with you. Then were they glad when they saw the Lord. Alleluia. The peace of the Lord be always with you. And also with you. Let us pray. Risen Lord Jesus Christ, we believe you and all we have heard is true. When you break bread, may we recognize you as the fire that burns within us, that we may bring your light to your world. Amen. Amen. The Lord be with you. And, and also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give thanks and praise. It is indeed right, our duty and our joy always and everywhere to give you thanks almighty and eternal father and in these days of easter to celebrate with joyful hearts the memory of your wonderful works 
for by the mystery of his passion, Jesus Christ, your risen Son, has conquered the powers of death and hell and restored in men and women the image of your glory. He has placed them once more in paradise and opened to them the gate of life eternal. And so in the joy of this Passover, earth and heaven resound with gladness, while angels and archangels and the powers of all creation sing forever the hymn of your glory. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Lord, you are holy indeed, the source of all holiness. Grant that by the power of your Holy Spirit and according to your holy will, these gifts of bread and wine may be to us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, who in the same night that he was betrayed took bread and gave you thanks. He broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way after supper he took the cup and gave you thanks. He gave it to them, saying, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many, for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. Jesus Christ is Lord. Lord, by your cross and resurrection, you have set us free. You are the saviour of the world. And so, Father, calling to mind his death on the cross, his perfect sacrifice made once for the sins of the whole world, rejoicing in his mighty resurrection and glorious ascension, and looking for his coming in glory, we celebrate this memorial of our redemption. As we offer you this, our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving, we bring before you this bread and this cup, and we thank you for counting us worthy to stand in your presence and serve you. Send the Holy Spirit on your people and gather into one in your kingdom all who share this one bread and one cup, so that we in the company of the Blessed Virgin Mary, St. Nicholas and all the saints may praise and glorify you through forever through Jesus Christ our Lord, by whom and with whom and in whom, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honour and glory be yours, Almighty Father, for ever and ever. Amen. I'm going to use the traditional version of the Lord's Prayer, but I invite you to say it in whatever form feels most comfortable for you. And so let us pray with confidence as our Saviour has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. We break this bread to share in the body of Christ. Though we are many, we are one body, because we all share in one bread. Jesus, Lamb of God, 
have mercy on us. Jesus, bearer of our sins, have mercy on us. Jesus, redeemer of the world, grant us peace. Alleluia, Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us. Therefore let us keep the feast. Alleluia. Let us pray. God our Father, whose Son Jesus Christ gives the water of eternal life, may we thirst for you, the spring of life and source of goodness, through him who is alive and reigns now and forever. Amen. Amen. Almighty God, we thank you for feeding us with the body and blood of your Son Jesus Christ. Through him we offer you our souls and bodies to be a living sacrifice. Send us out in the power of your Spirit to live and work to your praise and glory. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. God the Father, by whose glory Christ was raised from the dead, strengthen you to walk with him in his risen life. In the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen.
We're delighted that you've been able to join us for this Eucharist from the northwest of England. And we're very grateful to all of the advocates who have shared in it. With the current guidelines, it may seem strange now to be sent out when we can't really go anywhere. But this sending is more about time than place, moving from an act of worship into the daily experience of living and speaking and listening in faith. Go in the peace of Christ. Alleluia. Alleluia. Thanks be to God. Alleluia. Alleluia.